What? We are back, oh, friends. Oh, my God. I know we say that every week, but oh we're going to be back this time. This has been, wow, the longest break ever. I'm so happy to see you. Me, me too. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. How, how long has it been? I. It feels like eight years. It is, I was trying to think about that. Christy, the, we, we broke when yeah. we were like, we're going to take a break because you... We're going on a kick-ass trip. I was going on a kick-ass trip. That's right. To England and Spain. Right. Which you did. I did, and we can talk about that later. So whenever that was. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which was April? April. Yeah. So it's. Fuck. Uh, and things things got weird, yeah, man. Yeah, things got weird because you had an an, a, an actual job. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, you've had actual jobs before. But this was different. This was very demanding. Yes. And, um. And and so it, it just nothing it, whatever I don't we wanna, just could never it, get together yeah and uh, now some things have changed that I don't really want to talk about but I feel good and we're back and we're in the new studio we're in the new studio so you know I've had some some family staying with me and um, they're gone now gone super proud of them yeah um, and so we moved the old Tad studio into the big room. I mean, we're playing the big room. We're playing the big room now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, and, and it's coming along. The room's coming along. We've got the Overlook Hotel poster hanging yeah, over my it's, shoulder. It's We've lovely. got, you know, various nice curtains. skulls and curtains. It gets hot back here. So, you know, we got to cover. It's not, it's, it's, well, it's also combined with the fact that I'm a vampire. Right. And I like the dark. Yeah. Um, so I have to block out and the sun. And it's 107 degrees. And it's 107 degrees outside. Yeah. In Texas. On. A terrible state. July 4th. On July 4th. <laughs> Fuck July 4th. Yeah, I'm going to watch Jaws of later. Of course. I, because that's what I do on the 4th of July. Yes. Uh, it was funny because I, I know that is a tradition and it's a great tradition. It's, uh, you know, and I have said this before, I was born the year Jaws was made. Mm -hmm. I was birthed when the summer blockbuster was born. <laughs> So you are a summer blockbuster. I am blockbuster. a summer blockbuster. So I was born a couple months after in the fall. So I'm about to be 47 uh -huh. in October. They were hitting on shit 47 yeah. years 47 ago. 47 years ago, which just proves that shit hasn't changed. We have never actually been the greatest country no, in the world. Yeah. And it really pisses me off when I go online and I see people like, it's still the greatest country in the world. Based on what? Based on what? Greatest country for who? Yeah. Um, Old white men? Yes, seriously. And I'm like, this is almost a half century where Spielberg ago, a half century ago where Spielberg was like, well, we got to really uh, attack this shitty fucking uh, politician right. who cares more about making money on July 4th weekend than kids dying. Than kids dying. <laughs> than like, kids being eaten by like a fucking, fucking shark. shark. And that shark is going to take revenge. It is. It is. <laughs> it's going to follow you, man. Uh, it's going to follow you all the yeah. way down to Barbados. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you're keeping that tradition alive. Um, yeah, we're just going to eat chili dogs or Frito pie. Yeah. I don't know. We are, in a twist, going to go to the fruteria by our house. Oh, nice. And that's what we're going to do for yeah. July 4th. That's um, great because you know who keeps this country running? Yeah. Mexicans. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Immigrants. So it's 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 correct <laughs> to, to celebrate them. with the desserts of my people. Um, hey, I got something for you. Yeah, I am freaking out first of all i have to say i did have tacos this morning excellent and usually like when we're feeling super lazy and i don't want to make breakfast tacos john just goes to the whole foods and gets right. tacos uh -huh. but this morning 
he went to Fiesta because we are in like, we have an abundance of grocery stores here in Old East Dallas. You really do, we right? We really around do. You. I, have, I have a Sprouts, I have a Fiesta, I have a Trader Joe's, I have a Whole Foods. You got them all. Got Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb. So we are uh, an embarrassment of riches in grocery stores. And this morning, for some reason, he was like, I'm going to Fiesta to get tacos. And I have to say, breakfast tacos at Fiesta, better than breakfast tacos at Whole Foods. I, I believe that fully. So delicious. Um, I, I, I don't know what's in them. Because it's I, the well, same ingredients. Yeah, but is it? Is it? <laughs> is it? I think love is the... Yeah. <laughs> we, I have not had a taco today, but uh, I, I am proud of this. Aspen Taylor and I, um, not last week, but the week before, every day of the week... <laughs> had tacos? Yes. I'm proud of you. <laughs> From various, like, ranging from small taqueria uh-huh. to Taco Bell. Like, yeah. we ran the gamut, gambit, gamut, gamut, whatever that word is. Gamut. Yes, thank you. We're both losing vocabulary. Seriously. Um, also, like, taco joint, uh, just yeah. a bunch of different places. And we, like, at one, it wasn't planned. <laughs> it right? just happened. It just happened. Yeah. But because we have an abundance of taco places, and yeah. you have an abundance of taco places where you where are. Where I am, yeah. And also, it's cheap and it's fast and, and it's, it's delicious. delicious yeah it's the perfect food but i don't know if you saw my post on instagram a few days ago i was at a quick stop i, did. <laughs> I was at, a, at a, a quick trip it's called a quick trip not quick stop I did and see i was that. on my way to a meeting and i needed a drink and I, I stopped at the quick trip and now you know they have the quick trip is like the haven of snack foods yeah. and like fast get something fast yeah nothing that is good for you no but it's all fast and over by the by the chip section and where they have the microwaves and all that stuff, they had a little rack with um, walking tacos. <laughs> and it was just like bags of Doritos and Fritos, I right? I don't understand. And it's like, it's a bag of Doritos and a bag of Fritos and it says walking taco. And I'm like, what is what the a fuck walking does that even mean? taco? And then, so it says, add fresh ingredients. Like, and then there's a pot of chili and queso. And I'm like, do you mean a Frito pie? So, okay. So is the idea you're just going to make a Frito pie. They're going to call it a taco because they're fucking idiots. And then you're going to... You're going to walk around. But like... But in a they, bag? In a bag. You know? <laughs> and it's like, that's just like an old-fashioned Frito pie that you used to get at the carnival or... That like, you put in a bag. That you put in a bag. <laughs> a, t- a taco is already a walking taco. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Also, like, what tacos are you eating that have Fritos and chili in them? Right. That's a Frito pie. That's a Frito pie. This, I don't get it. No, that's absurd. I was very, dis- I mean, I was just like confused for two seconds. Right. And I was standing there and then this construction worker, I think he was a construction worker. He had on his construction worker outfit, was standing next to me and we were both kind of confused looking at it. And then I snapped a picture and he laughed and we were both just kind of like, what the hell is yeah, a walking taco? That doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. Also, eat real tacos. Eat real people. tacos, and if you need to walk, you can. You can because that's what a taco is. Yeah, you can just hold it. You can just hold it. You're an adult. You're an adult. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I am holding my microphone because something's not working here, but I'm going to keep holding it, uh, and I'll be fine. Okay, but, so to go back to grocery stores. Yeah. John, Look what I got for you. Yeah, John and you have tracked down something. That but, I have not been able to find in my neighborhood, and I'm too lazy to go to another neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
Coca-Cola coffee. Coca-Cola coffee. And so he bought an array because that's what John does. Yeah. John will just buy 20 of one that, thing. That's because he's a hero. He's a hero. And he was like, I don't know what Mike's going to want. So he bought vanilla Coke coffee, yes. espresso Coke coffee, mocha Coke coffee, Amazing. caramel Coke coffee. And then he bought a vanilla Coke Zero coffee for, for you, me. Because he's a good husband. And so, yeah, because he's a good husband. He's part of the uh, Midnight Pants. Yes. Order of the Midnight Pants. I'll explain that later. Um, so we're going to try it. We're going to yeah. crack it open. I'm so excited. On the air. You've got the vanilla coffee, right? Yes. I've got vanilla Coke Zero. Yeah. So many, many years ago, when I lived in Austin... Coca-Cola was trying out a product called Coke Black, which was mm. coffee and Coke. Um, and it was, Austin was one of the test uh, cities. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. Of course you were. And then it just disappeared. And so now. Because people are idiots. Yeah. And so now it is, this is some, I have assumed some new form, but I, all right, here all we right, go. Here we Cheers. Go. Cheers. Oh but my God. Fucking A, man. Oh my god! I'm never going back. No, this. Oh, oh my god! Shit, y'all! I might just drink this coke for an hour, and that might be. Yeah, the that episode. might be this episode. Oh my god! <laughs> this is really so good. good. This is so good. This is really good. Like I don't want regular coffee ever again. I just want coke coffee. Maybe we are the best country in the world. <laughs> maybe, maybe we are the best country in the world. I oh, you it. like coffee and soda here, motherfucker? Here. Take it all back and here, put some chili in this bag of Fritos. <laughs> This Walk is and so tackle. good. This is so good. Um, so delicious. So we found this. Uh, Coke is not paying us for this endorsement, by the way. But if they want we will to, totally we, take we, your we money, Coca-Cola. No. We love Coca-Cola here. Um, but if you want to know where to find them, John Flores finds them at the Tom Thumb on Lover's Lane. Sorry, out-of-towners, if you're out of town. and Yeah, I don't know. Can't help you. Can't help you. But in Dallas, you can get them at the Tom Thumb on Lover's Lane. Uh, it's very good. It is delicious. We're going to have to try the other ones. You're going to have to yeah, take some of the other ones so home. This is so good. Um, so we are going to talk about movies today. Two movies, right? Yeah. Uh, X, written and directed by One Tai West. Oh, my God. Genius. Yeah. And Studio 666. Oh, yes. The, I had forgotten uh, about Studio 666. Well, Christy, that's not surprising. <laughs> um, that is the Foo Fighters horror Comedy something. Spoof? Spoof, maybe. Who knows? We'll get there. We'll get there. But, but we did really want to talk about X. X. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And, and I, I, like, I want to talk about it in a way that we don't spoil some things because... Yeah. I, you, you, you need to go see this movie. You guys got to go see this movie or, or sit in your living room and have it come to you. Yeah. So I was... It's funny. Like, I don't know if it's funny, but uh, I was... Talking to Aspen before I came over. Mm-hmm. Aspen, one of her favorite horror movies is House of the Devil, which yeah. is Ty West's film. Uh, and we know, you know, recap, if you've forgotten in the nine months we haven't done this, uh, Aspen, not necessarily the biggest horror fan. No. But she loves House of the Devil. So we watched X together. She loved X. And then I got her to watch The Innkeepers Finally. For the first time. Yeah, and she really liked The Innkeepers and uh, basically yelled at our television for the last 10 minutes of that film. But so before I came over, I was like, hey, why do you like Ty West? Right. I just sort of sprung this on her. <laughs> she had not prepared. But she said something. I was like, man, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. So Aspen Taylor said, I like Ty West because he knows how to do a visual throwback without being obnoxious. Like he doesn't set something in the 80s and put everyone in a fucking side ponytail like that goddamn Wonder Woman movie. Right. And like it's. 
It's true. That it's, is a, that is a yes. great quote. It's great. And it's like, part of it. And and this is to X takes place in in the late 1970s. Uh-huh. Um and while maybe not as much uh House of the Devil is so much about to the you know, you might think it was made in the 80s. Let's, we we did. We did. Yeah. Um this features enough famous people and things uh-huh. that I don't think he's trying to do the same thing. But from the get-go, I was like he sh- he shoots this like it, he got it. It looks like the 1970s. It feels like the 1970s. The stars look like yes, 1970s, 70s 70s actors. Actors. Uh, the soundtrack is great. And um, I'm not. Ta- I'm not saying just like, just like um, how they're dressed. I'm talking about physically, like mm-hmm. they, like they, the aesthetic of the 19. 19- 70s you know the dudes have hair the dudes have hair you know like Um, when they're shirtless they have hair right (laughs) like britney snow is like i don't know it's like just reminds me of those blondes from that era uh nancy allen's and stuff like that and mia goth is perfect 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 for that era so from the first shot of this film it's like this ty west's attention to detail is is like Kind of, I mean, I don't want to say unparalleled, but I mean, he takes this shit fucking seriously. Yeah, you think that's why it took him six years to make another feature? Yes, I, I honestly do. And I think probably COVID threw him for a loop right. and maybe it would have only taken five years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really do because, you know, down to the, the this takes place in, in starts in Houston, outside of Houston or right. something. Yeah, but like, the, right. It, and it's perfect. Like, it starts out in Houston at a titty bar yeah. in Houston that is set right next to the oil refineries, yes. which is exactly where the titty Tear bars th- are. Yeah, and then it, it, it quickly moves to like rural Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the detail of like finding, so, you know, finding the 1970s Shiner, uh, Shiner Bach or Shiner uh, beer, beer cans. Can. Yeah. And the 1970s Lone Star cans. And like Aspen, again, it's to, so Aspen's, this is crazy. Aspen's grandfather owned Spetzel Brewery before Shiner bought it. Really? Yeah, man. How did I not know It's weird. This? Like he's in the book about Shiner's history. So she grew up um, and he kept some sort of relationship with, with the people who um, ran Shiner. Uh, so she had, her house was like filled with Shiner memorabilia. My life makes sense now. Yeah. And we still have, she still has like weird Shiner memorabilia uh-huh. and books and shit. And like the minute she saw that can, she was yeah. like, oh my God. And I was like, not only is that so specific to Texas, so specific to the seventies, that mm-hmm. specific design of the can. It's like, he could easily have gotten away with not doing that. Right, because who knows? Nobody right. knows. Nobody knows. Um, we were the only ones in, at that time. Yeah. I mean, now not Shiner's you and me there. personally, <laughs> right, but right. like Texans were the only one at that time yeah. who could identify that. And, but he, take, he, he takes, that's the level of detail he wants. Right. And, and uh, that's, I think, one of the reasons I love him so yeah. much. I don't know. He's just, he, he, uh, he pays so much attention to detail. And you can tell yeah. that, you can tell that whatever era he's setting his movies in, the House of the Devil, the 80s, Innkeepers is what, 90s? Right? Uh, yeah, early aughts, I early, think. Early aughts. Like the birth of the internet. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, he just pays so much attention to the details, not only of people living in that decade, but 
what filmmaking was doing. Yes, yes. And I think that's even what Aspen was saying when she said like visual nod or whatever. That That's, yeah, because it's not, again, a lot of movies will be set in the 70s and they're great, but it's more about this is the, co- these are the costumes, these right. are the cars. Right, and it's colorized to look like 2021 right. or whatever. But he doesn't, he, he goes all the way. Even the fades right. that he uses uh-huh. in, in X, and we'll get to the plot, I guess, yeah. in a minute. Uh, are are reminiscent of of like you said how film filmmakers horror filmmakers were making films in, right. in the seventies the way the movies cut everything yeah. everything the storytelling the the pace of the storytelling he just I don't know he you can just tell that he super super loves film yeah and 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 unlike <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino whom I know people are gonna hate me I, he's I like his movies I do but. Him as a person like is obnoxious to me. Like such an obnoxious human. Because he spends so much time telling you how much he tells you. He he broadcasts constantly how much he knows about the genre of film that he's making. Yes. And Ty West doesn't do that. He just shows you this beautifully. Yeah. Yes. There's no there's no like moment in House of the Devil where you get beat over the head with like, so what I did was I watched uh, Friday the thirteenth nineteen times and right. they did a bunch of coke and tried to fuck me or Servino and, and then this is what I came up with. I'm sorry, man. I fucking hate him. I hate him. No, yeah. I don't hate his films. I just Yeah, he's a dick. And I'm like, I'm so I was like, Can I can he's there please so, yeah. be one Italian director who does just not just perpetuate every fucking Italian stereotype. Yeah. Um, anyway, conversation for another time. Ty West doesn't do that. Um, so hey, I, I don't even think of him as an Italian director. That's so crazy. I he wrote my least favorite monologue in the history of film uh, in True Romance, uh, which is very much like a racist screed. Um, about what Sicilians are, and it's actually sort of very racist to people That's of color. So crazy! Like um, I've never even. Yeah. And you're right. I mean Tarantino, and it's not even like you want to know. This is really terrible. Should I say it? Just say it. Every time I think of Quentin Tarantino, I don't think Italian. I think like poor white kid that grew up in a trailer park. Sure, and I'm, and that is what I'm sure. More again, this isn't like. Scorsese or Coppola who's like no. the son of immigrants, right? This is, you're right. removed, right? Um, but there are things he does, you know. There's anyway. nothing wrong with growing up in a trailer park. No, absolutely not. Or being the son of immigrants. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's fucking Tarantino. We'll do a, we'll do a whole episode. We'll do a whole episode. Um, so X is about a porn shoot. Right. Um, in, in that they've gotten... A, a ranch, a farm. Yeah. So the the main character, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy who's in Virgin River, yeah. which I find super hilarious. The, pro- the producer guy. Yeah, yeah, the producer guy. I wrote, I wrote it down. Uh, um, what's his name? Dwayne, Dwight, Dwayne. Yeah, and man, I'm awful I'm now. So man, I fucking forget character names. Uh, uh, yeah, Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne, I got it right. Yeah. So Martin Henderson. Martin Henderson. Um, he is that dude's fantastic. He is fantastic, <laughs> and he's like the. Well, I don't know how old Brittany Snow is, but anyway. He is, he is at least the, in the film. In he the film, the, he's the oldest yes, character. Yes, And he, we don't know if he runs the titty bar. We don't know what he, but, but he is. He's got, the, his, he's got his hand in yeah, a lot of pots. <laughs> he's producing this porn film. Uh, and he is, you know, gonna, he has this girlfriend played by Mia Goth, who is 
fantastic in this movie. I love her period. Dude, she's so good. But I mean, I this puts her to me, this movie puts her on the map of like horror genre queen. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely. And um yeah, so she plays this she doesn't look like Britney Snow. She's like, you know, it's 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 that super weird 70s aesthetic. She's like She's like a Shelley Duvall. Yeah. She reminds me of Shelley Duvall in the 70s. Yes. Uh, which is in everybody's taste. But there's something about her. And this is what they keep saying in the movie uh, about her character. Is that there's something special yes. about her. Yeah. So, I mean, even the title X, which obviously like... X Factor. Is, that's right. Right. Is... is of course, we're talking about porn, but yes, it is like it is. She has she has the X factor, yeah. right? And she believes that of herself. Oh yeah, like she I mean that, that opening s- shot where she just like does a line of coke and looks in the mirror. Yeah, and you're and like, she's like, "You're gonna be somebody." Yeah, and I'm kind of like, "You are, you are, you are, be you are gonna be somebody." So they go off to this. They've he man. has found a farm. Yeah, uh, in, out in, in the, the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, Texas, which is. Not hard to find. It's in not Texas. hard to find, and it's it's interesting to me that it starts out in Houston because if you're going to go out and find a farm near Houston, it's going to be either like kind of like coastal, right? But this is not. I think this is more piney woods. Yeah, this looks more like East Texas, right? And if you've never been to East Texas, if you've never been to the piney woods, that's fucking deliverance time. Yeah, I mean it's lovely. Landscape wise, it's beautiful. Yes, but and I it went, looks different than the rest. It of the It looks state. different than the rest of the state. And I went to school at Texas A&M College Station, which Go is Aggies. right in the middle of Piney Woods. And parts of it are scary. Sure. It oh is, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's like John and I, two Mexican kids in a truck driving through Vider, Texas. Yeah. It's not fun, dude. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So I stopped in Vider once. I'm a white kid, and I still was like, we gotta yeah. get the fuck out of. We gotta this get place. the fuck out of this place. Anyway, so. I think that was really clever on his part too. And I don't think it's an accident because he's that smart. No, I agree. Um, and, and I even think starting in, in Houston is smart as opposed to say starting in Dallas or San Antonio or Austin. Right. Um, Houston is, even though a lot of people, I don't think know this outside of the state because of like the Cowboys and the show Dallas, like Houston mm-hmm. is so much fucking bigger than Dallas. It is so much fucking bigger. And it is and it oil ha- like and gas. Oil and gas. Yeah. And it, it's important that, I do think it's important that this titty bar is is in Houston because that is where all the wildcatters yeah. hang out. And it's got to be that environment of like, um, working class, right? Yes. She is absolutely working class. Yeah. And she looks working class. Right. And she still looks in the mirror and goes, I'm going to be I'm fucking gonna... special. Yeah. And everybody else sees that about her too. Yeah. So it's not just her. It's her. And then Brittany Snow plays the other girl. Porn actress. Porn actress. Yeah. And she is typical porn actress. Like... <laughs> short blonde hair. Yeah. She reminds me of Melanie Griffith and body double. Yeah. Actually. Like blue eyeshadow, blue like eyeshadow. Like she's like disco. She's more like disco glamor. Yeah. And, and Mia goth is more like country. Yeah. Shelly Duvall and Shelly uh. Duvall actually is from Houston. So that's right. So it's that look, it's just like this weird look. Yeah. And then what's the name of the actor that is the porn actor in real life. I don't want to mispronounce his name. You mean the rapper? The rapper. So his rap, his, I'm so old. The rapper? The rapper. Uh, his, that hip hop artist. He performs as Kid Cudi. 
Oh, okay. That's his. That's his performance. His his real name is, I believe, Scott Mescuddy. He's really good. He's fantastic. He's so good but in he's, this movie. He is famous as Kid Cuddy. Um, okay. But he uses his real name in, in, in the, the movie. In the movie. In the credits. Yeah. Right. And he's fucking great. So Jenna he's, Ortega and Jenna Ortega. So Jenna Ortega plays <laughs> the girlfriend of. Of the filmmaker. Oh, my God. So, what's his name? <laughs> Dwayne is the producer. Dwayne's the He's the he's, money. He's, he's the, the money. money. He's, yeah, and, he's, and all that stuff. He's gotten the, the farm or ranch or whatever. He's hired this kid <laughs> who is an aspiring filmmaker. Oh, yes. Yes. And his girlfriend is the boom mic. I think, yeah. yeah like, slash just, PA. Yeah, slash PA. Gonna do everything. Played by Jenna Ortega. Yes. And she's younger than she's everybody younger else. She's younger, and she is... She is, quote, Christian. Um, yeah. Like, we see the cross mm-hmm. around her neck. She's a little off-put by what's happening at first. At first. And her boyfriend, who is the writer-director. Yeah, and cinematographer. Yes, and is always talking about, like, well, what the French have been doing. What the French have been doing is it makes it look like, it makes it look less low budget if yeah. we do it like French so, yeah, art film. So he fancies himself, like, this is going to be yeah. something. Whereas, like, Dwayne is like... Just get the fucking... And Dwayne even talks about, like, the birth of, like, VHS or beta or right, whatever. Right, right, right. coming, and they're going to make a fortune. They're going to make a fortune. how they're going to make their money. Which is actually true. Yes. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, and it's like Boogie Nights is whole... Right. ...centered around that. Right. So they go off into the country in this van, and they're yeah. talking about, we're going to make this movie, uh-huh. and they have a discussion, you know... Um, they have a discussion about making porn or whatever. Yeah. So they get to this farm. Uh-huh. And out in the middle of nowhere, and Dwayne goes up to the front door, and the first the first thing we see is the old man comes to the door with a fucking shotgun. Yep. Welcome to Texas. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> um, and I do have to say that at first, at first, I don't want to say this without, because then I'll give away a big plot point. Okay. But, but, you know, there's like makeup effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. Movie. Definitely, definitely. No, no, I mean, I even think, that, yes, that guy is playing older than he is. Right. Yes. And at first I was like, well, that's so clearly older. I mean, that, that's so clearly makeup, right? Yes. And at first I was like, ah, this is weird. But I also feel that Ty West is smart enough. It's the one thing to me that stands out. Yeah. In I, the world. But I think he does it on purpose, too. And I'm not quite sure why so yet. So I, I, I mean, I. Do think, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there are a couple reasons. Uh-huh. I at least have some thoughts. I think there are a couple reasons. One. Well, what, one, what has to happen in yes, the movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and to not do that, I think, would be fucked up. Right. Um, we're just trying to talk around this huge plot point. Right. Uh, the other is, my first thought was, it was a nod to chainsaw oh okay in which the grandfather is played by i believe a 19 year old um oh, that's right yeah and so i uh, 19 or 18 or 1920 yeah um, like kid played the, yeah. the the old old man in chainsaw so that was my first thought because honestly i think this was mar- i hadn't even thought of that and you have the scene in the van mm-hmm. which is you're in the middle of texas which right is very chainsaw which i think he does on purpose sure so you're like oh this is his homage to chainsaw right <laughs> no and then shit takes a fucking and turn and then shit man. takes a turn like you you think you think you know what you're going to watch mm-hmm. and then it takes a turn yeah there i mean and and 
it, God, the cinematography is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, they get to this. They get to this place, and we're gonna try and talk around it as as best we can. And the guy remembers. Oh yeah, you rented the the guest house or whatever. Right. So he takes him out to the guest house, which is like maybe a hundred yards sure. from the, the big house. And he says, "It's me and my wife. My wife is ill." Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. And you're like, okay, uh, okay, whatever. So they go out to the guest house and it's perfect. Right. Like they don't have to art direct. No, it's ready and to go. It's, it's ready, ready to, to go. go. And they're like, we're going to make a fucking porn. Yeah. Um, and so while they're getting ready, this is the shot I'm talking about. They're, they're shooting one of the scenes. Mia Goth goes out walking, uh-huh. which I never understand. I mean, of course, it's a movie, but me living in Texas and being partly from the country because I come from is now a city, but it was a small town. I'm like, you don't just wander out into the country by no. yourself. You don't just wander out into the country by yourself. Why don't people know yeah. this? Yeah, you can just smoke right out in front you of can the smoke door. Right in front <laughs> of the door. If you don't live in the country and you're not used to walking through the woods by yourself, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm not just talking like, horror movie i'm no, talking in real life, life. don't yeah. do it but she goes and she finds a pond yeah and she just strips her clothes and jumps and this is when i texted you i was like there's a gator in that pond and sure enough there's a gator in the pond and i was like why you are in east texas bitch like, Do not jump in a strange pond. Yes. Um, uh, and so while she's swimming, uh-huh. we see a figure kind of in the background and we yeah. kind of don't know what it is. What you it, take over for no, a second. So, I mean, I, the gator honestly was the first moment where I was like, okay, cool. This is not chainsaw. Yeah, this is not chainsaw. Um, and so what, you know, Again, they're making this porn, and also his porn dialogue is fucking fantastic. <laughs> my, yeah. my car broke down. Uh, car could broke. I perhaps get a ride? We don't have a like, telephone yeah. in the house. My daddy's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the name of the porn is The Farmer's Daughters. Of course it is. It's The Farmer's Daughters. And so, what happened? So, okay. Shit starts going. People start dying. Let's we can say that people, right. people die in this film. It's the kills are incredible, fucking incredible. But at the same time, you have um, uh, what is it? Is it Jenna Ortega? Yeah, you have Jenna Ortega's character. She's watching, right? Uh-huh. She's the boom operator. She decides she wants to be in the movie. And this is like, yeah, it, this is what's so interesting is that because we haven't even talked about the wife. Right, right. So we've got... We're clearly avoiding yeah. the wife. <laughs> but we've got Mia Goth, we've got Brittany Snow, who are adult women, mm-hmm. and there's a wonderful conversation that happens around the coffee table about sex yeah, and who is having it and why you can... You know, Jenna Ortega's character is young and Christian, and yeah. she's like, but doesn't it bother you or blah, blah, blah. And the two other ladies are like, it's just sex. Right. Like, and it's my body. Right. I can do whatever I want with and it. And the producer, Dwayne, who is with Mia, Mia Goth, Goth uh-huh. in... In, he's fine with it. Right, he's fine with it. And you kind of get the, no, you don't get the feeling, you know that Kid Cudi and Britney Snow's characters, they're fucking all the time. Oh, sure. And they're not why, together, but why wouldn't cares? you? They're both, both beautiful, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and so they, ha- they have this conversation about like, making porn and sex and just the nature of it and how things are changing. This is 1979 after yeah. all. So that's happening and we should say that Jenna Ortega at some point says, I want to do it. Yeah. She watches a sex scene and she wants to do and it. And she wants to do it. 
And, and the writer-director flips out. Flips out. On the other end of the spectrum, we've got the wife who is ill. Yes. Right? Who is very, very old. old. She's very old. And uh, there's something happening between the husband yeah. and the wife where she's, she's, I guess she's physically ill. I mean, when you get that old, you become physically ill. Sure. But there's something else happening with her. Yes. How do we talk well, about this? I, well, I'll say this. So I think one of the smartest things he does is, and you brought this, you, you raised this point when, when you and I were just talking about it. She, she wanders, uh-huh. right? She just sort of wanders and she sees them filming. Yeah. And then she confronts Mia Goth uh-huh. um, and says, you know, like what you were doing is sinful. All, all the stuff you would expect an old Texas lady to tell you who, you know, they met before world war two, right? That's how old they are. And, and Mia goth like snaps back basically like, no, that's not, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to let you tell me what is. That's what she keeps saying. She's like, I'm going, I'm not going to live a life that I, that I don't deserve or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but, but then what happens is you, you see that what, the older woman, old woman wants, like, is to have that again. Yeah, she wants to have that again. And, and you begin to see kind of like, or you begin to learn about that woman's life when she was young. Yeah. And um, I guess she was young in the late 20s, early 30s yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think the like 30s, that. yeah. And which was also another time period in our country that was just kind of like upended by all sorts of things. Yeah. And- she, because of who she married, because of where she lived, because of her religion, there's also the whole theme of religion around right. the movie. We constantly are seeing the the tent minister yes. on the TV. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's a, a the, sort of running yeah. thing. There's a, they always have the TV on and there's like a, yeah, one of preacher. those tent preachers yeah. um, talking about sin and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you can see that how the, the life that this woman has lived because of where she has lived, has been devoid of physical attention. Yes, and, and as she's gotten older, her husband cannot perform. Right, um, and she still wants to. Real bad. Yeah. And so what you brought up, one of the things he does really well is he presents in one you know, section of the film when they're making the porn, these like very beautiful people, right? right. You know, Kid Cudi, Britney Snow, Mia Goth, yeah. uh, Jenna Ortega. They're all very gorgeous. Yeah, they're all very attractive movie stars. <laughs> and how drawn we are as a culture to watching attractive people fuck. Right. <laughs> and then how horrified we are as a culture by watching old people be intimate together. Right. And I, that to That's me, what I texted you. Yes. And I, yes, you did. And I think, I think you hit on amidst the killing and the murder and all the things that happen horror wise, which are fucking fantastic. Right. That to me is the most intelligent thing about this. Film. Yeah. That's almost it's like, like, it's, it's, it's the, well, I think he means it to be the most horrific scene in the movie. Yes. So sh- do we do we want to talk a little bit about that scene? Sure, yeah. So there is a point in the movie, spoiler, yeah. um where we do see the old man and the old woman be intimate yes. with each other, very intimate yeah, yeah. with each other. Yeah. And I just I texted you. I said, "He's so brilliant." I said, "What? There is nothing more terrifying to Americans yeah. than old people fucking." Yes. 
and and the whole movie he set you up a a calling out how like i said how much we like to watch uh, like how yeah. drawn we are to yeah s- watching sex whatever yeah the voyeuristic aspect but of don't our, get old don't get old that there's nothing worse than getting old and so I, I thought like one of the really, I'm pretty proud of us for not spoiling a lot of this movie. It, it, it questions, you know, what happens uh, when you, when you, I mean, it's aging, right? Like yeah. you still want all the same thing, yeah. but you can't, you just can't have that. And it's like the, the beauty of it is that our, quote unquote villains in this movie right mm-hmm. uh the, the the man it's not that he doesn't love his wife he loves her dearly he loves her dearly and he wants to be able yeah he to, just can't he just can't right because when you get old you just can't so um and so like that's fuck as much as you can kids. while you're young yeah <laughs> listen to me a goss character which yeah. is basically saying that right so i mean i thought you know I, I love I loved this movie. I, I mean, loved it too. The man. way it's shot, the way he handles the kills, the way he handles the the question of aging. I thought it was also really smart <clears throat> to have the producer be not quite the same. Age. So you right, you almost have three generations. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the like older, older older people. Yeah, I mean, so if he fought in World War Two, like the greatest generation, right? Um, and then you've got like a baby boomer. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, guess. the producer would be like an older baby boomer, right? Um, and then the young people, I think, would be the younger, younger baby, baby boomers, boomers, right? And so I, of course, because I view through the generational lens a lot, probably to to too much sometimes. But I said it was like, okay, so if we extrapolate this, we essentially would then move down in our society, right? And so the old people are the boomers. The producer is Gen X. And the porn stars are are millennials, right? Um, and and the three very different outlooks they have mm-hmm. because like when the when Jenna Ortega jumps into the porn, right? When she wants to to do be in the movie, yeah. And the director kid freaks out. The producer who is older, he's like, "Can I give you some advice? Like basically, like you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like you knew where you were bringing her and." She's you, gonna do it anyway. She's gonna do it anyway, and 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 uh, like, don't pretend like you didn't know no. what was happening. Exactly, um, exactly. So I, it's it's oddly very empowering. Yes, it's, yes. Oh, I mean, and I think the message, like that, is definitely um, the at least in Jenna Ortega and I mean, I'm Brittany Snow and me, all three of them. Yeah, right, all three of them are like, no, we're gonna. It's yeah. our right to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just the idea that the older woman, it's, you know, it's not, you get fed all these lies as a young woman growing up where it's like, you're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed to want it. You're not supposed to. Um, and it, that's all bullshit. Right. It's all bullshit. And you have to pretend like you don't want it. Yeah. You have to pretend, pretend. like you don't enjoy it. Yeah. You have to pretend, you know, and it's just not true. true. Yeah. And I thought there was, man, there was one other brilliant thing I thought he did. I mean, he did it. I just love him. He's like one of my favorite Yeah, man. He's fantastic. The fact that he has the old man as a World War II vet, right? Mm -hmm. And then Kid Cudi is a Vietnam vet. Right. And and they have this conversation about being soldiers. Right. But you have a man who cannot, who fought in the 
what at least in this country is still considered like the greatest fucking war ever, right? Right. Because like we saved the world in World War II, right? Sure. So this guy's a war hero from at least in American terms, the the American mythos, right? Is is the war? That's why we call them the greatest generation, right? right. And then you have this kid who fought in in Vietnam, um, and the World War II vet can't do the thing anymore, mm-hmm. and he's like, because they're like looking, right? They're searching for. Uh, again, I don't want to give anything away. It's like, hey, man, he's like, old oh, man, it's been a long time since you were in the trenches. Why don't you let right. me handle this? Yeah. And it's like, this guy was a war hero. Yeah. And now he can't. Well, and it's also, I think it's also a commentary on the nature of those two wars also, because it's like you've got World War II, which is supposedly like clean war. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, yes. And he's like, we can't do this because of this, this, or that, the old man says. And the kid goes, I was in Vietnam. I did this, this, yes. this, and this. Just leave it just to leave me. Just leave it to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like. Even this is that, a dirty job, what he's about to do. Yeah. This is even that is, is a. Yeah. It's a, I mean, he's just, he nails so many things. Yeah. Um, he had one quote I did want to read. I read an interview with him in Salon mm-hmm. uh, or on Salon. Man, I'm blind. Uh, so they were asking him, you know, with all like the horrible shit that's going on in the world constantly. Now? Are you kidding? Um. And we're then, the greatest country. Greatest country in the world. And then even like uh, with how sort of the message at the end of Innkeepers, which is essentially like, it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do. You will fucking die. <laughs> and they were like, so, you know, you can be seen somewhat as a nihilist, right? And um, it, did you, were you thinking in terms of like nihilistic terms with how bad everything is in the world during COVID and all that? And, and, and it, Ty West's response was, X um, is not a nihilistic film. I didn't want to make a nihilistic film. He said, X is really uh, upbeat, fun. It's really an upbeat, fun, crazy night at the movies, even though it also has these weird, dark, subversive elements. And I was like, it is oddly fun. It is super fun. And let's remember, let's remember that in Innkeepers, in uh Innkeepers, our female protagonist dies. Oh yeah! <laughs> in House of the Devil, well, she doesn't, but she, may, it, but she would have been better off. Yeah, like but no, I think her Mia and, Goth is definitely a hero. Oh hell yeah! In this fucking movie, and and she tells you from the first time you yeah, see her, I'm gonna be special. Yeah, and she is. I fucking love that scene. Don't you love that scene where the, the, the first scene that the first porn scene they're shooting, and Brittany Snow is like. I mean, she's really good at fucking y'all in this movie, but she, she's playing the bad actress. Yes. And she does it really well. And it's yes. really bad. And then we get Mia Goff's porn scene yeah. where she's milking the cow yeah. and he comes into the barn. Yeah. And, and it's different. And it's different. Yeah. It's different. The way it's shot, the way the scene is acted. It, it, you look at her and you go like, oh yeah, she is going to be somebody. Yeah, and she is. And, and she is. And so like- it is a weird movie. And like, you know, Drew Wall, friend of the show, he was like, I felt unclean watching it. Uh-huh. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it has the sort of fun, fun. All the fun elements. Of, of watching like an old school slasher. Yeah. Um, of watching 70s porn. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. It's fun to watch it's 70s porn. It's fun to watch porn. 70s porn. Sorry. Um, it's true. Um, and so it has all that. And like, it... it it is oddly leaves you with hope in a way that I don't think 
his other two major films do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the end of Innkeepers, God, Kelly McGillis's last line, because the guy comes back yeah. and he's like, you could have done something. And she's like, nobody could have done anything. Nobody could have done anything. You're like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> um, right. The end of House of the Devil is oh the same God. way where yeah. it's like, uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, well. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's going to happen. So this is not that. Uh, and we have avoided honestly giving away huge plot points. Go watch it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I have, I, I just read something this morning that apparently this X uh -huh. is going to be a trilogy of some sort. Oh. And while he was shooting X, he wrote and shot part of this other movie called Pearl. Okay. I don't know. I tried looking for the trailer, but apparently there's a trailer and it's called Pearl. Okay. And it's part of this X world. Hell yeah. So I'm all for it. Yeah. I, one of my fa favorite quotes of his was, I think after, it was probably Innkeepers, um, he said like, and I'm paraphrasing. Sorry, Ty West. Uh, he said, I don't make horror movies. I make regular movies that have horrific elements in them. He's a genius. And, and, and I really do believe that. Like yeah. he, in key, I know I talk about innkeepers a lot for, no. eight, for 80 minutes. That is just a movie about two people in their twenties trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with it's their true. lives. It's true. Um, and then the scariest, and then the 15 scariest minutes 15 minutes happen yeah. in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's still like, it is still the scariest 15 minutes for me. I start getting anxious every time oh, I God. watch that movie yeah. and I know it's coming. Yeah. So X go watch it. Do it. It's a great, great film. You're going to love it. Um, All right. <laughs> All right. In honor of the next movie, we're going to play rock intro. Yeah. Rock intro, Foo Fighters, Studio 666. That does kind of sound like a Foo Fighters song. It does. Kind yeah, of, oh, my gosh. Like from the 90s. Yeah. Or the aughts. Um, so, yeah, Studio 666. Uh, look, I, I think... I don't know, man. I like Dave Grohl. I do too. I'm not even a huge, I'll say this, I'm not even a huge Foo Fighters fan, mm -hmm. but um, he seems like a really cool guy. Also, he was in fucking Nirvana. So, so fuck you. <laughs> and Pat, <laughs> Pat Smear is also in this film. Uh, he was also in fucking Nirvana. Mm -hmm. um, so we saw this preview. What This was Months. what we were, this yeah. is what we were going to watch next because we had done the Kiss movie, right? Right. And this preview had come out. Um, and so we finally got back to it. This, Gosh, that kiss movie seems so long. That ago. was like a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know what this movie is. I don't know Christy. what this movie is, but I will say we had fun. Absolutely. But here. Okay. So, so I started reading about it and it turns out that Foo Fighters actually did go to a funky house and record their next yeah, album. This is the plot. And while this is. While this was happening, while they were recording, Dave Grohl got an idea, and because he's Dave Grohl, he called up some screenwriters and they banged and was like, out. "Hey, can you like flesh out this idea for me?" Yeah, so they play them, you know, versions of themselves. Right, they're the Foo Fighters. They're the they're Foo renting Fighters. a house to record their tenth album. Right. Um, we did say like tenuously. We're talking about two movies where a group of artists are trying to, uh, to create, create art. a piece of art. Um, yeah a porn or a Foo Fighters album. And uh, so again, I really like Dave Grohl. Um, he is, I think, inherently likable. He's also at least cool. And I mean, he seems really cool, uh, but he is cool enough to 
play the role of like Dave Grohl as the asshole of the band. Yeah, exactly. Right? Which I am sure is. I appreciate that. Yes, but I'm sure is not true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was also odd because in the time like Taylor died and like this is, a, it was strange. It was right? very, it was strange. That part was very strange to yes, watch. Because he died not long after the movie came right. out. Um, what's so sh- weird about this movie, right? It's like, okay, Foo Fighters, we're going to go record. <laughs> this house is haunted, whatever. Great. That's right. It's premise. like in the grand tradition of those 70s bands. Yeah. You know, that were like Zeppelin, right? Fleetwood Mac, we're going to go record in a castle. Zeppelin, yeah. we're going to go record, you know. Yeah, it's always a fucking castle. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And this is the LA version of a castle. Right. This a, house it's, a, is, it's a Spanish style mansion. Yeah, this house is unreal. Yeah. Like the patio or deck alone. Insane. Like, oh my God. Yeah. What's so weird to me, mm-hmm. the first scene is so fucking good. Legit. Like. Scary. Scary. Gory as shit. I mean, after the first scene, because you came over, you and John came over. Yeah. To celebrate my freedom. Um, after the first scene, you just kind of yelled, I am in. I did. And I was like, I'm right there with you. This scene is fucking right on. Right. I mean, legitimately Legitimately scary on point. And like, in a in terms of a horror, yeah, not like not like fun scary romp. No, scary, scary. Like for the for the opening, you know, pre credits first kill, which is a very common thing now. Right, like fucking scary and gory as shit. Yeah, like that is a warning. Even though this is ultimately, I think, a comedy, like this movie it is, is very extremely gory. gory. Yeah, that tone of the first scene. Never returns. Never. And I I don't I don't know why. I don't know if they were like trying to fool us right. or if it's just if it was just all over the place because it was like I guess we're making this movie. Like I did read an interview and 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 that's what Taylor says. Yeah. Is that they they started shooting while they were recording <laughs> The album because they're like the Foo Fighters do. and they can do that. And then you and then you just call up John Carpenter. Yeah, dude, John Carpenter wrote the theme for this and, and makes he a makes cameo. a fucking cameo appearance in the movie. Yeah, and they they're like halfway into recording the album and also having fun filming this movie. And Taylor is quoted as saying, "I guess we're making a feature." Right, and it feels like they didn't know that. Right, and. And this, and it kind of looks like they didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, and so it, there, are, there are like definitely huge, huge nods to the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, Evil oh, Dead, absolutely. especially Evil Dead Two. Yeah, as far as like the way they treat blood and gore, right? And I mean, there's a basically the there's Necronomicon, evil, yeah. yeah, the it's, Necronomicon. Um, but I said I was talking when you and me and John were talking after the movie. I said like the, it is so. It is so hard to do what Raimi does in, uh, especially Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Evil Dead 1 is a different thing. Um, to blend tone and style the way, Raimi can do it in a way that I don't think most directors no, can. And he even does it in his other movies Exactly, too. even like when he, he made Spider-Man or whatever. Even when he made Drag Me to Hell. Yes, and, and he, but he's Sam Raimi and that's his thing. And also if you look at Evil Dead and uh, those movies, you also have Bruce Campbell who is- Brilliant. Brilliant, and I will fucking go to the grave arguing that he is still underrated. Yeah. Um, I know he's had a very nice career, but like- he can do a thing that a lot of people cannot fucking do. Yep. 
Like he is a comedian and a leading man and can satirize being a leading man. Like, right. It ta- to me, it takes a Raimi. There's only kid. one other who can do that, and that's Brad Pitt. It's absolutely Brad Pitt. Honestly, Pitt can do it, man. He can, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, it takes, I think, a very unique... I think the Coens can do this in a way. Yeah. Um, not, not everyone can do it. Right. And I don't... I had fun watching this, but I don't think it... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a complete mess. And it's like a big mixture of lots of things. Like, where, where, wherein... I'm using fancy words. Man. Where the gore is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. It's really, yeah. really good. I mean, cover your eyes. Yes. Fantastic. The like the the ghouls and the ghosts are straight out of like a Disney animation movie. It, it's it's so strange. It's really odd. And I don't. They're not scary at all. No, and it, per, almost purposefully they're wacky. Yeah. But then you have like a dude beat the fuck out of someone with a hammer, or slap their face on a grill until their everything burns. It's just like it's like eight movies. It's eight movies. And look, I'm gonna say this. Y'all, they can't act. They can't act. But and I was willing to forgive that sure. at the beginning. You know, I even said it. I was like, okay, this this looks fun. So I'm going to not worry about their terrible acting skills. Right. Because they've got some friends in their movie. Oh, they surround themselves There's with like some really good comedic. Yeah, they're actors. smart. I mean, Will Forte, uh-huh. Whitney Cummings, um There's only like what, six people in the yeah. movie or, and the Foo Fighters. And the Foo Fighters. Yeah. And, and, and they- Lionel Richie. Oh my god. Dude, now that that scene was amazing. That scene was fucking amazing. There's a Lionel Richie cameo that it's like one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. And I told you and John, Aspen and I went to go see Lionel Richie a few years ago. One of the best fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. I don't doubt it. He was a Commodore. Yeah, man. He still got it. (laughs) Um, He wrote Brick House. He wrote Brick House. uh, And, okay, real real quick. So Lionel Richie ends with like all night long, right? Uh-huh. And he goes off stage and we're like, how the fuck do you follow up all night long? Like he, how does he do an encore? Yeah. And he comes back out and he's changed out of his awesome black suit into an awesome white suit. And he just goes, I wrote this song with my friend Michael Jackson. And then he launched into We Are the World. Oh shit. And I was like, holy shit, that's, like, how, that's you how you do it. Up. Anyway, Lionel Richie cameo, fantastic. But it's Again, we had fun. We were also all in a very good mood. Like, yeah. It is what it is. I just, it's such, I don't know what it is. You don't have to listen. You, this is one of those movies where it's like, if you want to get together with friends and drink some beers and eat some food and talk while you're watching the and movie. And look at gore. And look at gore. It, it's, if you love the Foo Fighters. Sure. Um, it, it, it's a fun movie, but yeah. I don't know what it is. No. And also, John Carpenter wrote the theme. Yes, and John Carpenter wrote the theme, and then there is another piece of music who I assume da- the Foo Fighters wrote. Uh-huh. I didn't look that up. That's actually That's ass. actually really great. Yeah. It's really, really, really great. And I imagine, and we said this, like, again, I like these guys. I'm not, I don't know, I'm just not a huge fan but I think if you are, they're clearly playing on. There are a lot of inside jokes. Yeah, like about who they, who are. they are. Yeah. Um, um. So I mean, it was fun. They also yeah. got a Dorito sponsorship. Yeah, good for them. Sorry about your walk and taco disaster, but um, there you are. <laughs> Pat Smear just weirder than I even imagined. No, that dude is so, so weird, weird. But I kind of love him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the other actors in the movie are super super funny. Yes, um, always smart too. If yeah. you can't act, surround yourself with, with those who can. With those who I can. I mean, Whitney come like 
and is it Grossman? Uh, Abby, I can't remember Grossman's first name. I'm terrible. Leslie, I don't know. Anyway, they are they are doing the Lord's work, yeah. man. Those yeah. two women and Jenna Ortega and Jenna Ortega like, in the opening in the scene. Opening. She's fantastic. She is really fantastic. But it's like there are scenes where Whitney Cummings has to do with the whole band, and like she is, yeah. She is working. And yeah. then Forte just comes in as Will Forte. And yeah. it's funny. You know? There's a really great um, story about, I think I told you about it, about how John Carpenter actually got on the film. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. Where, uh, you know, he, they called him up to, to what was it? Dave Grohl wrote yeah. it. And I love that he introduced himself. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he, he, he was like, do you think John Carpenter would like be interested in, they had a mutual friend. They had a mutual friend, yeah. and the friend was like, "Oh yeah, he'll he'll he'd love to write the theme for you or whatever." Make a cameo. Make a cameo. That's yeah. right. Make a cameo. And so, Dave Grohl writes an email yeah. to, to John, John Carpenter, Carpenter, and he says, "Hey, my name's Dave Grohl. I have a band called the Foo Fighters. <laughs> no shit, dude. Um, would you like to make a cameo?" And John Carpenter writes back and says, "Not only will I make a cameo." I will write the theme song for it because my kids band opened for your band and you were really good to them. Yeah. And so I'm going to make a cameo and write your theme song. And it's a fucking John Carpenter yeah. classic horror movie theme. And, and it's, it's a great, great theme. It's and, great. And his cameo is funny and his kid, his kid, I mean, his kid's a grown ass yeah. man. Cody um, yeah. uh, is, is in it. And then we, after we watched the movie, went we went down this John Carpenter Dude, YouTube video can I tell you something? in concert. I gotta say this, y'all, because it's July Fourth, and I know a lot of people are right, right watching Stranger Things. Go listen to John Carpenter's theme for the movie Christine. Uh huh. And you can see essentially every piece of music right. in Stranger Things. Right. I'm not a fan of Christine. <laughs> no, but not, the music's great. So great. So good. Um. So yeah, that's Studio Six Six Six. Studio Six Six Six. It's all right. Yeah, it's fun. It's if fun. you if you love the Foo Fighters, some good jokes. Yeah, good gore. If you want to watch Jeff Garland just phone in a performance, <laughs> you can do that. Um, also, that house is amazing. It's and pretty I want, amazing. And I want it. Yeah, me too. But for sure, go watch X. Yes, it's so good, y'all. Yeah. Um, we're gonna try and get out to see Black, Black Phone. Phone. Um, and hopefully that will be our next episode. We have some things planned now that we both have more freedom. Yeah. Um, this is it. We're going to grow tat. We're going to grow take tat. over the world. We're going to grow tat. And thanks, Jim John Make Noise, for our theme music. Um, and that's it, guys. It feels great to Woo. be back. Bye. Bye. Coffee Coke. Bye.